Jim, and welcome to another edition of Warrior Connection. It's incredible May. I mean, April and May has been incredible rain and storms all over. Here we got a lot of flooding and everything, and I think that's happening across the nation. Well, we know the effects of depleted uranium have a devastating effects on all the U.S. military personnel that were deployed, were involved in testing DU munitions, or involved in firing DU munitions on the ranges. My team has been devastated and everything. Another email here in the last 24 hours from another original member of the team. He also has cancer. He's also been turned away by the VA for medical care, and the military doesn't care. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the use of depleted uranium is not only affecting the military personnel that are involved, but the Department of Energy, in order to get rid of 99% of their waste from the uranium enrichment process, which came out as uranium hexafluoride and then processed into DU material, put this stuff into what we call DU-crete. DU-crete is concrete for roads, for buildings, for everything else. And the health effects of DU-crete have been devastating amongst those individuals that were tasked to build our highways, our roads, our bridges, and everything else using DU-crete. Nobody better understands us than Becky, and Becky's joining us today from Ohio. Becky has been trashed by DU-crete, absolutely confirmed. The hair analysis, tissue and everything, all types of analysis confirmed she's high for DU. Her health effects, she can explain to you what's happened to her, and it matches what's happened to the military population. Absolutely a devastating effect, and all for nothing. And that's what I have to repeat, all for nothing. Becky, welcome to Warrior Connection. Thank you, Dr. Doug, and I'm I'm honored to be with you and Ray Clark, and um, just to be amongst those that served our country, I really um, am honored. You know, Becky, when you and I first got in touch with each other and you contacted me trying to find out what had happened, I knew about DU Crete, and I knew that it was being used, and what they do is they take the DU metal, the same that's put into the munitions and everything else, the weights for the aircraft that's put in all over the place, as we know, cooking pots, what ends up in the bumpers, and they use DU as a additive into concrete to make the concrete stronger. So instead of having to put rebar in the concrete, they put DU in it. I guess that's the easiest yeah. way to put it. I mean, how did you run across this and tell us about what happened to you as you're building roads and you found out DU Cretan? Just give us a story, Becky. Today it's your day to tell the world what the worst things of what's happened. Well, Ferguson, Missouri, um, where the riots were, were my first footprint uh, walking in DU Crete and Dad, both. And, um, you know, DU Crete and DAG is just an acronym from the DUF-6 program, which is the DU Depleted Uranium Hexafluoride Program by Department of Energy. Now, my my contaminator not only is the um, Department of Energy, but Lockheed Martin, which is the patent holder on um, DU Crete and DAG. And DU Crete and DAG... Um, um, became an aggregate rock that I call fake fingernails, um, you know, fake rock. And it was put into different kinds of fines and um, base rock um, as we worked black and white asphalt. Now, um, uh, I went to work in the union uh, for the first time in 1999 in June. 
And uh, Larry West with NB West calls me at 5 o'clock in the morning and says, Becky, would you come to work for us? And I said, absolutely. But, you know, it's a two-hour drive to St. Louis. Uh, can we start in the morning, tomorrow morning? And he said, sure. And he told me I'd be working with the slurry crew, which is my first time ever in my life uh, working with um, slurry seal. And what it, what slurry is is a cold mix of hot asphalt. And unfortunately, it's got dag and decrete both in it. Um, I... Uh, We'll fast forward um, to uh, the first time I worked with my crew, and um, I'm walking along, and I, um, I'm, I'm a prayer warrior, and I was praying, and I, as I kept walking, I kept hearing over and over again, uh, one day you'll expose this, and I'm going, okay, somebody talking to me, and it was really clear, and I'm going, um, what's going on? Is this you, Lord? And he says, my my sons are dying, and I want them back. So with that, I finished the day, and that was heavy on my heart. And because of all the equipment and everything and the truck, the slurry seal truck, I just uh, interceded and could do so uh, without anybody really noticing and do my job. And um, so... Um, uh, when we put equipment up, I've got guys that I'm working with with nosebleeds, headaches, um, popping beer open. Um, they're in so much pain, and I'm not judging it. I'm going, you guys are in pain. The girl that's training me, she, she's got minstrels um, back-to-back. She doesn't stop them, and she had left me about four or five times that day happened to take care of herself, and I... I uh, went to work later on a few years later for a company called um, Fred Weber. And the reason I went to work with Fred Weber was because I wanted to learn the electronical screed and I wasn't going to at NB West. And so I'm working on, I believe it's Interstate 71 there in St. Louis, and I'm by Ferguson. And I'm on the screed and we're laying white asphalt, so it's the concrete there again, I'm in, I'm in D Creighton and and Dag both because we just did the base, and that's your Dag, and now um, I'm in D Creighton, and um, the guys are running to me, and the paver operator's shutting down the paver, and I'm going, okay, they're not playing, something's wrong, and so I stand up, and I couldn't see it. But they said I was bleeding, and I was bleeding profusely out of my nose. And um, and I'd never done that before. And I looked straight over to the left of me, and there's Ferguson. And I'm remembering, you know, cleaning up the equipment, and the guys are bleeding out of their nose, holding their head, popping the beer open. And it was just like, okay, deja vu, but it's me now. And I didn't say anything to anyone, but the girl that was training me, I'm I'm doing the same thing she was. You know, Becky, so... one, Becky, <laughs> Becky, one thing I want to read right here, and this is from the actual literature on this. In 1993, the United States Department of Energy Office of Environmental Management initiated an investigation into the potential use of depleting uranium and heavy concretes. The aim of this investigation was simultaneously find an application for depleted uranium and create a new and more efficient method for storage and transportation of spent nuclear fuels. 
material was first conceived at the Idaho National Engineering and Environmental Laboratory, INO, by W. Clay and P. Lessing, who jointly developed the processes behind the material and were both awarded U.S. and foreign patents in 1998 and 2000, respectively. Decrete is a con- concrete that replaces standard coarse aggregate with a depleted uranium ceramic material. All the other materials present in Decrete, Portland cement, sand, and water are used in the same volumetric ratio used for ordinary concrete. The ceramic material is a very efficient shielding material since it presents both high atomic number uranium for gamma shielding and low atomic number water bonded in the concrete. This is nuts. I mean, yeah. as you're describing, everybody is getting sick from the use of stuff as the DU dust coming out of the bags has affected everybody. And and I've seen pictures of you, Becky. You were a model before all this stuff started. And what's happened to you as a result of these exposures, when we look at your photographic, just the visual effort, and then understand the health effects that you've encountered. Yeah, I I'm, know, a, I'm a gas. Like I mean, I, I don't even. I don't even know. What, every time I talk to you, I, I start to cry because. You've got more problems and more medical problems that are showing up. As you know, mm-hmm. these are all confirmed in the Department of Defense documents, the Army documents, the VA documents. They hide from everybody, correct? Yeah. And my, you've encountered, I think, as you, I think you mentioned earlier today when we were preparing for this program, you mentioned to me as you contacted people within Department of Energy and throughout the EPA, that yeah. they were under directives not to discuss this? Yeah, and I read this, and I read it, and I've read it, and I've read it, and I, you know, I, and I read it in different formats, but um, what I heard was, what I did is I reached out to a lot of Christian programming, and um, one programming <clears throat> begged me to understand that they were just a small program. And I said, but but you are the Sutton Club, and people listen to you for news. And they go, you know, and I sent them my medical, and they're afraid. So one of the other programming, Christian programming, um, uh, they... Uh, so, um, and they're close by you, um, they're in Illinois, and um, they went so far as bringing somebody on the program this last month and from Department of Energy to talk about energy and what kind of energy we use here in the United States and what kind of programs we're going with, and that they are not allowed to release certain information. And this person was a scientist, and this person could not even afford to build their own um, uh, uh, solar system in their own home, which would be the only way that that person would prefer to go. And so that just tells you what we as individuals might think, what their wages are, are not up to par to begin with. And... um, 
they should be able to build themselves a solar home, for goodness sake, <laughs> and um, with no qualms. But, um, yeah, clearly, it, and they stated it on um, um, the uh, Christian uh, channel, and that would be TCT. So I'm sure um, if anybody contacted TCT, they were so kind um, to go ahead and find somebody that would communicate um, and touch on subjects I was sending them in emails. And they were emails you and I have, you know, uh, uh, I have sent to you and others about what I found out about the judge's decision with Department of Energy, I'm sorry, with Lockheed Martin. And um, there was a righteous judge and the attorney general in Kentucky came together and held Lockheed Martin for um, and natural resources. Um, They held Lockheed Martin accountable for their contamination of depleted uranium hexafluoride and went so far to say that this is not a gaseous fusion plant. This is a depleted uranium hexafluoride plant. And I'm like, yes, yes, finally, you know, because right now, um, as a world in the United States, the civilians know only uh, Paducah, Kentucky, Oak Ridge, Tennessee, and Portsmouth, Ohio, as being gases and fusion plants, but they're really depleted uranium hexafluoride plants, you know, and people aren't up to speed to the fact that Yucca Mountain got shut down because it was overwhelmed with depleted uranium hexafluoride, um, you know, and people aren't aware of liquid depleted uranium hexafluoride, and depleted uranium depleted uranium hexafluoride has destroyed foundations of people's homes. Today, people are going to work buying brand new homes. Decrete and DAG is being poured as a foundation of people's homes, and people are angrier than ever. The first indication to pain is anger. You know, people do not know how to put a finger on what is wrong with me? And because of ionizing radiation, it is going through the bloodstream. It gets into the DNA. You don't know. I personally, you know, it's like, where do I hurt? But I hurt, and here I'm vomiting, you know, from hurting. And I know you guys have gone through that, but you just can't stop throwing up. You can't pinpoint it. You you don't know why your chest hurts. The back of your chest hurts, you know. Feels like there's a monkey on your back. Um, I, uh, I, but to get back to that, to that righteous judge making the decision, it's the first time I've ever seen Lockheed Martin have to pay anything um, for contaminating. Um, one gentleman died at the plant. The others have the same health effects. So depleted uranium hexafluoride, I don't care if it's in DuPont paint. I don't care if it's in um, uh, the munitions, um, the decrete, the DAG, um, the grout. Right now, they stopped putting it in so-called in the munitions, and they went in the back door at the uh, conversion plants and um, or the DUS-6 with the D- I call it the DUF-6 project, because that's what Department of Energy calls it, and they put it in the steel yards. 
Well, the majority of your steel yards are right in the middle, are at least 10 blocks the farthest from a residential area. And so all that ionizing radiation is going into the air and emitting to um, the environment. And for instance, in 2015, my high beats per minute started again. And when they did, I had to go to the emergency room and I'm going, oh Lord, here I go again. I got to explain to you. And they looked at me and they said, what's wrong? I said, I got high beats per minute. I'm DU. And they go, what's DU? And I go, oh God, I got to educate you. You know, and the attending physician is looking at me. This isn't happening. And I, I got aggressive with her and I grabbed her by a coat. And I said, look, it is happening. And two nurses laid me back in the gurney at the hospital, at University Hospital, downtown Cleveland. And one of them said, ready? And the other one said, I'm ready. And they shut my heart down, and the other one started it back up. They knew what DU Crete was, or DU was. They were military, and they saved my life. You know, Becky, if it wasn't for the nurses being military, I wouldn't have been alive today talking to you. You know, the whole thing is devastating when you think about the fact that they're selling this, and they were selling this in commercial lumber yards, and they're using right. it all over the place. And you started mm-hmm. seeing, you guys started seeing everybody getting sick, and then you and I started working together, and I started providing you information. You gave me a lot of information, and then we started comparing the medical effects. I mean, again, firsthand, direct firsthand experience. These are the health effects we have ourselves from the known exposures that we absolutely had. What did the union, you know, I mean, you guys, the road builders, and again, I don't know, understand much about this, but when you're a contractor and you're building or building roads, you have to belong to a union, correct? That is correct, and this is what they did to me. In 2012, before I made the trip to um, Atlanta to see my primary doctor, She's a toxologist, da-da-da. She's got a lot of things that she does. She was four years head surgeon at Wright-Pat, and she worked on our POWs. And, you know, a lot of people do not realize that POWs are all the time. And um, so, anyhow, um, when uh, I went to go see her, um, right, right before that, I make a phone call to the union in the Midwest the labor's union, because I found out my union, my local union in Springfield, Missouri, no longer exists. My labor's union in DeSoto, where I started out, no longer exists. My records, after I had sent my hair analysis to them, showing them the uh, contamination in 2005, I get a phone call from a friend of mine I had trained. She said, I've gone through everybody's file that worked for the asphalt company. It's a concrete company here. Everybody's dirty, and Becky, you're the worst, and they're wondering why you ain't dead. And I got a decision to make. Do I keep my name or do I go underground? And she went underground. And I, it's so funny because attorneys you know, try to find this person is never. So um, I contacted get back up to speed of 2012, I contacted the Midwest Union. I spoke to um, the person that oversees the Midwest and asked him, are you aware of um, DU Crete and DAG? Are you aware of the ionizing 
radiation and health effects with union workers? Are you telling them? Are you aware of the hair analysis? Did you receive what I sent you? Where are you, he says. Every time I ask him a question, he says, where are you? And I just so happen to have two um, laborers standing in front of me that does other work. And I asked them to be there with me as support. And um, at the location I was at, and they're looking at me, don't tell them, don't tell them, don't trust them. And for the very first time, I lied to an individual. And I said, I'm in Atlanta already. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, you know, because uh, he just kept asking me, where was uh, my physical location? And um, I've heard some pretty horrid stories about um, union stuff, and I w- wasn't going to be a fatality. And I made a decision um, to repent before I lied and after I lied. And so I I lied, you know, of my location. Um, but I have never been contacted back. They know my address. They've not ever tried to help. And I recontacted them, and they've um, put me on hold, put me on messaging. And um, so I've never um, attempted uh, recontacting after I had my heart attack in 2012. After I arrived to Atlanta, I had my heart attack. And I had a cardiologist that literally put me in his own personal vehicle and says, you're going to make it, honey. You're going to make it. And he took me to run tests, and it showed that 18% of my heart um, was functioning. And um, I had lost muscle mass so bad. And he says, you have a strong will, and um, you're going to make it. they put me on uh, Lipitor and Lepressor and homopathic coenzyme Q10 and water, natural water pill. My heart um, water surrounds the heart, which is a common creed for everyone that's been exposed to DU. And the high beats per minute. I went I did the research after the 2015 fatality of my heart, and um, I was in a cardio intensive care. And um, I had a lot of doctors, surgeons come up and ask me questions about DU. And finally, they just made me mad. And I looked at one of them and I said, can you tell me what DU is? When was the last time you got a child in here that you knew was exposed to ionizing radiation from the um, um, the asphalt being everywhere and then building the concrete and these buildings and structures? He said, two weeks ago. I had a fatality, and I couldn't save a child. And I said, well, thanks for finally being honest with me. Are you going to ask me what DU Creed is and DU is anymore? He said, no, I'm, I won't bother you. And so, um, you know, so it's real within the civilian population, too. Um, but what I did at the research was I went to um, the Veterans Care Guide for Health Effects of DU on heart issues, and the high beats per minute is in Canada. It is in the Veterans Guide for Medical in Australia, in France, and in the United States. All mentions high beats per minute from the ionizing effects of, do you? Yeah. Becky? Yes. Okay. 
What are some of the medical problems that you've had specifically? I mean, can you okay. enumerate or list some of them or just start from the beginning? Sure. So we understand sure. of, what, what is happening what, and then how it relates to the military? Sure. Um, one of the things that you've faced with medical loss, I've had that done. I no longer um, am a UH patient. I have great doctors there, but they are not allowed to keep the uh, oath to do no harm. And um, I apparently there's whistleblowers within that place because I got a letter, and it shows that I have um, SSA, rheumatoid arthritis, and um, multiple um, melanoma, and I called one of the cancer centers, and um, they asked me, uh, do I understand that? Do I have what it's saying? And I want to pull it out. I set it aside here so I could read it, and I'm going to come back to it and pull out something else. And um, But um, what the question was to me was, do you under here it is? Do you understand that it's saying that um, when it's reactive, it's reoccurring? So um, in 2016, in uh, September, um, my report says on my um, test for um, that was ran uh, for the uh, antibodies for the CCP. Um, it is shown to be valuable in the diagnosis of rheumatoid arthritis. It says that the diagnosis value of antibodies to CCP in juvenile rheumatoid arthritis patients has not been determined, period. Antibodies to syndrome or SSA and melanoma IgG may be reactive in this essay. And I looked at the SS, it's a dash A, and that's where you get the dryness in the eye, uh, in the mouth, which affects the teeth. And um, um, I worked, um, you know, Department of Labor uh, with the filing for um, the Compassion Act, Radiation Compassion Act. That's $150,000 for multiple melanoma. Okay, so I understand why they're denying um, this information. Um, the, um, and my doctor looked me in the eyes like, how did you get that report? And um, uh, I said it was sent to me in the mail. I guess we got whistleblowers everywhere. And, but he did not come out and say it to me. And um, so my positive level is on that um, double standard antibody is a value of 10 greater, and the the, um, uh, the negative value is 4, and the equivocal is 5.9 through 9, and it comes out to 0 0.8. And so um, it, without my homeopathic astragus, I would not be talking to you right now. I went all the way back to uh, the time that I fell out in 2003, grab all the blood work, so from Springfield, Missouri to Ohio, to Atlanta, Georgia, back to Ohio, but don't have the blood work from UH, University Hospitals. And I mentioned that for a reason. And um, my white blood count has been the same high. 
my my red blood count's low. Um, then my MCH is high, and then my uh, uh, I'm going to spell it N E U T R O P H I L S is high. Um, this seems to be a reoccurrence. Multiple melanoma is a reoccurrence amongst people that are exposed to DU. Um, the other is, um, you know, there's uh, the genetic. Um, genetic uh, was real arms with me on a two-hour session. I brought a witness with me um, from Celebrate Recovery. Celebrate Recovery is like AA, except Christian Base. Um, he started out as pastor at it. Um, California um, and with Saddleback Church. So, you know, they have books and everything like that. I go, um, people go for hurts, hangups, and um, addictions. I go for the hurt. I'm, I've been hurt, been rejected by our government, by the process that you go through, the painful process of filling out documentation, sending it in, and you're sick. And it's hard to get everything in and to do it right. You have no money. You live with no money like a person in a third world country in poverty. And um, that's so disrespectful. You're asked to go on SSI, which is welfare insurance. And for a worker to be um, humiliated in that format is, um, is, is dishonorable. And, um, so it's all across the board, whether veteran or union worker, except my union um, out of the Midwest is not working with me at all. And you know, most of the time, if they're going to do a workman's comp case and work with somebody and they get all fired up and something's in the news, they work with you, you know, to go against the company, but they're not touching Department of Energy or Lockheed Martin whatsoever. Um, hey, Becky, Becky, I'm going to go through something mm-hmm. here and get your input on this. And as I go through each point, these are, and you've seen this document for, it's called uh, Some Things You Need to Know About Veterans, A Clinician's Guide to Veteran-Specific Medical Issues. And in here, they talk about the health effects of depleted uranium. And I know what the health effects have affected me and everybody else on. Again, we got another member of our team just emailed me in the last 24 hours with cancer. But these are the known problems within the military, and as I go through them, you can just say yes or no to what's happening, the same thing with the DU yes, symptoms and, and contractor. Okay, sleep problems. Do you have sleep yes. problems? Mood swings. Yes. Symptoms in uh, upper and lower pain. respiratory system. Yes. Neuropsychological symptoms, including memory loss. Uh stuttering, and I call it a brain cramp, like I'm right in the middle of a sentence, and boom, the thought's gone, and I have to try to find it again, yes. Okay, chronic fatigue and immune dysfunction. Absolutely. I just went through four rounds of antibiotics, 21 days of them, and I, um, I've had to stay inside because my immune system is so low and be away from the public. Um, and right now, I am on um, uh, off of it trying to not go back on it because I know it's not going to do me any good not to try to fight the uh, immune system, you know, try to build it. And I'm using um, apple cider vinegar and garlic, yes, along with my homeopathic. Go ahead. 
Okay. The next thing, now I've seen the photograph and skin rash is an unusual hair loss. So I've seen oh your my. photograph before and after, and it'll, yeah. it'll shock you, correct? <laughs> yeah. Um, I Yeah, I had very good bone structure, and I don't anymore, and that's where I was, I'm sorry, in genetics. Um, was the two-hour session was about the bone mutation I have. Finally, genetics come right out and said that all my health issues are from depleted uranium. I have a letter that states it. But my bone mutation is very um, um, uh, gross in my ribs. It, it actually is growing into my spine in the bone structure of my face. And what I found is not only is the bone changing and mutating, but it is breaking. You know, and, I think, that, Becky, um, the first time yeah. when I saw the pictures of you afterwards and saw the pictures for you, and I'm going, Becky, she's a concrete construction worker? You look more like you should have been on a runway in TV and a model. I mean, it was aching joints. We've talked about this all day long, correct? Headaches. Well, yeah, yeah. Like Abdominal a pain. Abdominal pain, sensitivity Absolutely. to light, blurred vision. How about the OBGYN, the, the female disorders and all that stuff? What, is, what has happened there? How does this affect a female? It's very hard. Yeah, it, you go back-to-back back with the menstruals until they're just very gross. Um, I've had to get rid of a few mattresses, and then suddenly... Um, menopause, and then no more. Just now like we that. Saw, we and saw, I know Denise Nichols has reported, and they've reported it all over, uh, that we had women that were exposed extremely young, went through all these problems, and then they went into menopause at extremely young ages. Yeah. What's real bad about that is, I mean, let me, let me um, share something. When you are um, hyperthermia, and, you know, low immune system, you have a low body temperature, you often go into hyperthermia. And then suddenly you get these heat flashes. Not all women do in menopause, but I did. And your bones are already burning from the DU. And I think that's, you know, that's why you have a little bit of body temperature. And if you've had a burn, a, you know, a flesh burn, if you're detoxing the DU, and you got a flesh burn, um, all of a sudden you're in so much burning pain, it, you're, you violently begin to vomit. You just violently. And um, the mood swings isn't because you have mood swings. They're pain swings. It's like, don't talk to me. I can't take the pain level. I don't know how to behave. You know, I don't know how, I don't know what to say right now. It's past the 10, and I know what a 10 level is. That's given birth. You, you, I'm past that. I don't know what number I'm at. I can't wrap my head around this. It's violent and suddenly, and you don't know when it's coming back down, and when it comes back down, you are freezing. You are so cold, and you're sweating, and you have to get in the shower to get warm again, you know, to generate heat. I mean, I got that, that problem, too. My, the other thing, yeah. too, is diarrhea and constipation. I mean, oh. there's no way to describe that, is it? 
Well, it's it's really bad when um, all of a sudden, um, say you're cooking, you're cooking um, slowly. You think that you've got a good evening with the family, and you just take it just a gentle turn, and that you know that waste, and all of a sudden, just a just a gentle turn, and you're down both legs, and and it's in front of your children, your grown children. Yeah, it's it's a uh, not nice. Neurological problems, obviously, there are, you know, mobile chemical sensitivities, birth defects. I mean, that, your, I, your children were born before that. all of the exposures and everything, or what happened there? Was there any? That's what took me down right there. Okay. I'm in Joplin, and um, I'm working. Um, we have one, two, three shifts going in Joplin. But not everything's going at once on the first shift. On the latter part of the second shift, I come in and work full third shift. So I'm getting off early in the morning when the sun's coming from the east. I'm driving to Springfield to go home. And I'm driving home, and suddenly the most violent um, episode happens with both eyes, which is neurological, and I can't see. I'm at speed to 70 miles an hour, and if I didn't know that we put ruts in the side of the road to let truckers wake up, it was keeping me from killing anybody, and I'm begging God to open my eyes. Well, no doctor stepped up to the plate to tell me what was happening, and uh, when I explained that happened, within four days of that happening... I um, began to vomit back to back. I had called my my uh, boss at APAC, and I was working for APAC at the time. And the reason I transferred to APAC, my husband was a supervisor with IBC, and we um, had to transfer to Springfield, Missouri. And so I put my application in with APAC. And um, when... Um, I went back to work. I called them the night before and said, I think I'm good. I, whatever it is, you know, I'm okay. And that had neurological um, issue had happened with my eyes. Um, that morning I got up, I vomited. And I said, this ain't happening. You're going to work. So I got back into the shower, cleaned up. I vomited again. And it was really violent. And it was like everything we had from the night before. And I get in the shower. I'm determined to go to work. I ain't putting up with this. And um, I go to the front door, and I put my handle on the door. And I, in my heart, I, I knew something was about to happen. I didn't know what it was. But as my hand, hand gripped that handle of my door, I felt like somebody was beside me. Though nobody was, and they had a hammer, and they hit me as hard as they could on the left side of my brain, above my left eye. And that impacted all the way down to my heart, and it stopped. And it was a very powerful impact, and I lost stability in my legs. That was neurological. And I went down to the ground, and I go, Lord, please help me get up. And I clearly heard, not this time, it's time to expose. And I'm just crying. I crawled to the phone and didn't like what I heard. And I called my boss, and I told him what just happened. And he said, just rest, Becky. He did not call the ambulance. He's my Christian brother. He's my boss, and he's 
still did not call for medical help for me. Yeah. Ray, Becky, can Ray, I, uh, I mean, jump in are here you learning, Ray? This is Ray. Um, Go ahead, look, Ray. I've been listening to you, Becky, and my heart truly goes out to you and and uh, everybody who's been suffering like this. But I, I hear you and your faith. Uh, I'm a believer also. Doug is. Uh, I'm a chaplain. And, and I want to tell you, uh, you know, sometimes people believe that when you become a Christian, everything just goes real smooth and everything's supposed to be, you know, just great. But God, we, we forget, God has put us into a warfare sometimes, and we are warriors. And your war is different from my war and Doug's war and different things like that. But what you're doing right now is you're also you're not only exposing what is going on with the DU uh, Crete and all, but what you're doing is glorifying God in what you're doing. And I just wanted to commend you on that. And I just wanted to, to, uh, to you know, I just pray that God will use you to not only expose these things to a lot of people, but God will also use you to glorify him in uh, what he's doing and what he's done in your life. I've got a granddaughter today moving into their brand new home. Uh, they've just got the okay the last couple of days to move in, and now I'm worried about them. they got a nine-month-old baby. And, yes, uh, because this is what I found, and the doctors admit this to me. And um, I've got to do something that I never wanted to do, and um, I knew that I started out, and the Lord laid it on my heart to work with University Hospital. The reason he did is I was born in Miami Valley Hospital. Kettering Labs is like my stomping ground. Right, Pat, my mom was a civilian and worked for intelligence there. And Desi is the think tank for DU. And didn't know that, but I remember when my mom seen my hair analysis, she touched my mouth and said, shh, you're not supposed to talk about this. Just pray and God will make it better. And I said, Mom, I don't think so. And she goes, just put some makeup on and you'll look better. And I said, not this time, Mom. That's not what I'm feeling in my heart. So what he laid on my heart after the heart attack was to work with UH. And I found out, I sat down with Dr. Azar at University Hospital, and he's over radiation. And I asked him, I said, are you free to talk to me? And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, are we Department of Energy? Are we the United States? Are we DOD? Are we the United States? Or are we free only through Christ Jesus? And he said the last. That's right. And he says, I am my own person. I can talk to you. What do you want? I said, I want my tumors biopsied. I've got over 12 throughout my body. I want them biopsied. And he says, I can't do that and because we don't have a way to do that and to do it right. And uh, he says, you want to find out about the DU? And I said, yeah, I want to know what's all in the tumors. And he said, I can't do it. And I said, well, I know somebody with Department of Energy that's a scientist, and I've been talking to her. And he goes, well, give me your name, and I'll talk to her. And if they give me a way to do it, I'll do it. And so he calls me personally and tells me, University Hospital says they can't do it. And I said, University Hospital says they can't do it. And he says, that's correct. And I said, okay, and thank you for your troubles. I really appreciate your help, and I mean it. 
And so all my other doctors that have worked with me, I spent September of 2016 throwing up for five hours. And when I threw up for five hours, I told my doctor, my pain management doctor, which is from Lebanon, so he's familiar with DU and the health effects on his family. And um, I looked at him and his assistant, Mike, and I said, I threw up for five hours, lost all bodily fluid, and I was alone. I had nobody to help me. And if I had my homeopathic protocol, if I had my money for my, my SSDI, my workman's comp, the Compassion Act settlement, I would have not gone through this as hard and heavy. And they looked at me and said, Becky, it's the billion and a half life of DU emitting through your body right now. And you have lived longer than most. And we just don't know um, how to tell you that it is going to get rougher. And we don't know what levels that's emitting out of your body. And I said, you mean like when it burns out of your body, it's detox? And he said, yeah, that's why you lost all the fluids like you did. And um, I said, well, do you know what happened, how I made it through? And they go, how? And I said, I was down on the ground and on my mattress, and I couldn't get back up on the bed. And um, behind me, somebody puts their arms around me and says, you have to get in the shower now. And I said, I can't. And he says, I'm sorry, they didn't give you your money. And um, for your homopathic. And I said, I can't get out. And he goes, I'll get you in there. And I said, Jesus, is that you? And he says, yes, that's me. And I said, thank you. And he stayed with me the rest of the time and gave me the strength that he appeared to me. And I remember John. I remember Paul. And I remembered that John, when they dipped him in hot oil, he never died. And Paul, he's writing from a prison, the last part of the New Testament. And I'm going, Jesus, what do you want from me? Why are you keeping me alive? And how come you just don't take me home? He says, I'm not done. I'm not done. You see, he reminded me, so about your daughter's daughter's home. He reminded me only a third of the earth burns. <laughs> so this, we're going to make a difference. This conversation but, is not going to fall on deaf ears. <laughs> so what we're doing right now, uh, Ray and Dr. Doug, is um, making a difference. And your daughter's got a choice to pull out and go find a home from the 70s. You know, find a brick home not have those payments, live life without a payment. That's what my doctor shared with me from Atlanta, get debt-free. And that's not, you know, you're a chaplain. You know what I'm saying when I say that. You're better off to take all that money. And they got time to do that. They got time to pull out. And um, that doctor at UH, when he was telling me about the heart effects on children, it's real. And, you know, Children and pets are the ones that are home. They're the ones closest to the ground. They're closest to the concrete. The ionizing radiation emits through. It affects them first. The babysitters are at home with them. Mom and dad goes to work. Their body is smaller, and OSHA calls it a body burden. So it took me five years to go down. 
and I worked as a bowl maker building scaffolding in the, in the power plant. And if I um, had worked asphalt all, you know, um, with black and white asphalt all year long, I wouldn't have made it those five years. And so I did um, work that, you know, where we went into the boilers and we were in temperatures of 100 degrees again uh, building scaffolding there. And, you know, you sweat like a pig. <laughs> that was just good, you know, because I was detoxing. And um, so, you know, I couldn't afford um, the sauna. But, you know, my work um, saved my life. And actually, it was the bowl makers that came together when I fell out and I couldn't get any help from the union, the labor's union, the bowl makers in St. Louis came together and got me to the right doctors. And that's how I got to Dr. Colvin in Atlanta, even. They got me to Washington University. And um, I thank God for the bowl makers. And it was my annuity fund I, I took out. Um, uh, from the bowl making fund in Kansas City, and uh, it paid the way for my hair analysis. And that's, I want to um, read that hair analysis. And that, uh, this hair analysis, the address is 3755 Illinois Avenue, St. Charles, Illinois, 60174 2420. And um, it's called Doctor Data. You have to find a doctor that um, is uh, with them to do the hair analysis. And my hair analysis shows 69% tox- toxic of um, radioactive material. And um, what's really beautiful about Doctor Data, they're the they're the ones that proved Agent Orange. And so hip hip array for this company and corporation. Um, the they do a toxic element and then they do a sensual and other element. My doctor in Atlanta will take any phone call from anyone um, that mentions my name, and um, her name is Dr. Susan Culp, and she'll perform this hair analysis for free, and um, the cost is ninety nine dollars for Dr. Data's fee. To do the hair analysis, and um, and that gets me to the next topic: Good Samaritans. We need Samaritans in our life. We need to pray Samaritans in our life, and because we have friends and family that are exhausted of supporting us, folks that are exposed to DU, that aren't getting our benefits, that you know are living um, and treated like we're in a third world country, the poorest of poor. And so we need Samaritans in our life, and God has blessed me with Samaritans. I have a couple that is um, the female is 69 and the male is 71. And um, since last year, they have been my Samaritan. And they have done without a lot of personal things, um, you know, extra um, shopping things to help me stay on a small protocol along with other folks being Samaritans to me. And um, without the Samaritans, we're not going to make it. And um, I think that um, there are a lot of people with Department of Energy and Lockheed Martin that want to say what they want to say. And in 2015, that judge that ruled um, and held Lockheed Martin uh, accountable for the contamination of DU, 
they would not finish that ruling until a whistleblower came forth and they paid. He made sure the whistleblower was honored and paid. And I believe, I feel in my heart, in my spirit, that there's a time that's coming for whistleblowers to be paid. And um, I um, think that there's new doors opening. The plant at Portsmouth, Ohio, is reporting um, that Department of Labor is siding um, with Department of Energy, and they're not getting the levels of like what my hair analysis show on ionizing radiation because they're monitored. They proved that Lockheed Martin has falsified evidence. They've already been before a judge. And their health issues are like ours, Doug, tumors, two types of tumors, the skin, one's little red dots, the multiple tumors. And I know I've, I've stopped you on your list that you've gone through. But I think people need to Google them as well. They haven't found attorneys. I have made multiple phone calls for attorneys to um, um, deal with my um uh, compassion radiation act and I haven't found one um, to take it so I want to mention what's going to be in uh, DU Crete and DAG which was going to be in uh, aluminum atony, arsenic bismuth, cadmium lead and mercury uranium, nickel, silver, tin titanium and then um, on top of uranium. Then your high levels of calcium, magnesium, and sodium, and lithium and barium is what makes your, your decretin DAG. And, of course, you guys are plutonium. And so on that toxic element, um, on that vari- vari- variable. Um, so <clears throat> I am at a place where I've not ever received anything from Workman's Comp, SSI, SSDI. And um, with that, um, you've run into um, the veterans going through that as well. We have medical evidence. We get our medical evidence lost. We have senators come in and uh, see to it. We get our medical evidence and we get it back. And um, so... The proof of fraud and lies has been substantiated, and there's an attorney doing a class action against Lockheed Martin and Doe out of Washington. Again, I suggest people Google that, and that's ongoing right now on fraud. And in the union, what we deal with is that you have to have so many work hours, and every union is different before you can get health benefits. And so what Department of Energy and Lockheed Martin has done has denied the hours, and so they don't get the benefits. And so that means their health issues aren't being addressed and health issues are being denied um, on top of that. Um, uh, So what I addressed across the board was I found that um, Social Security has been lying and committed fraud. And finally I had talked with my attorney and um, she says, now I've got to address Social Security, um, SSI, you know, massive welfare insurance um, funds. That should be just an emergency fund until your other benefits kick in, um, stability basis. 
And she goes, I got to tell them that I caught somebody forging your signature to um, estates that you don't want to appeal. And I've got to diplomatically tell them they have committed fraud. And Lockheed Martin holds contracts within Social Security and use um, different um, corporations that are theirs with different names um, for Social Security. And I just got done speaking before I spoke with you guys uh, on this radio station um, with um, SSDI, the federal, out of Virginia, and they admit Lockheed Martin holds Social Security contracts with them. And this is what they do. They are the people that state this, and I'm going to read you mine. Social Security, SSI, this is just SSI. It says, the determination on your claim was made by an agency of the state. It was not made by your own doctor, other people, other agencies writing a report about you. However, any evidence that you give us was used in making this determination. Doctors and other people in the state agency who are trained in disability evaluation reviewed the evidence and made a determination based on Social Security law and regulation. So on this um, report that I read on you, to you guys about the CCP, they said that they never received a report. Um, they received the report from St. Vincent's, but now St. Vincent's has been bought out by UH University Hospital. Um, and that shows I walk now on broken um, feet. My bones and my feet are broken and displaced. Um, and then they um, state here um, um, that my doctor, Lana, doesn't send them anything. She always sends them something. And then they state here, uranium metal poisoning and fibromyalgia. You said you were disabled due to uranium and metal poisoning and fibromyalgia. And there was much more than that, by the way. And you have good muscle strength. Stop right there. Whoa, whoa. Let's go backwards. Facts are I have in 2013, I pulled that out, and it states right here medically that I do not have good muscle. Um, and uh, the doctor and... Um, Lorraine made the diagnosis, and before that, Dr. Preek in 2012 stated my heart had lost muscle. I was losing muscle mass throughout my body, and there is a, um assessment that's a, uh, a legal health term. It's called M-Y-A-L-G-I-A and M-Y-O-S-I-T-I-S. Hey, this Becky, is not... Becky. I'm going to have to interrupt you yeah. here. We're about out of time here. Uh, okay. This story is beyond comprehension. I mean, when you and I first met and you explained what was happening as you learned and what you saw, the idea that our military personnel and the civilians of the world and all the military have been horribly affected is bad news. But when the Department of Energy made the conscious decision back there in the 90s to get rid of this primary source by putting the creed is devastating. All we can do is pray and hope, Becky, we're going to be with you to help when we can. Ladies and gentlemen, the reality of depleted uranium, not just in war, in the civilian world from DU Creek. Thank you. Good evening. God bless you guys both. God bless you, Becky. Thanks, Ray, and good evening. God bless, God bless you, Ray.